Welcome everybody to another episode of Tech Nubians, the best and only black game developer podcast on the Geekish Network. <laughs> Today we're going to talk more about game development. And as you can tell, we added one more person. Say what's up to Leon Pryor. You say what's up, Leon. You can speak. What's up, everyone? Uh, Leon Pryor, uh, long-standing uh, engineer, uh, game developer, and jack of all trades. We also have Shanae. Hey, what's up, y'all? I've been in the game industry for almost 20 years. Video game producer. Uh, been at Capcom, Medway, Take Two, a bunch of places, things like that. Good to see y'all again this week. We have Cherie. Hey, everyone. I was in gaming for about 12 years. I'm no longer in gaming. I was over at EA. Um, now I'm uh, working as a director of program management over a local tech firm and still love games. Great to see everyone. We have Ryan. What's up, y'all? This is Ryan. Um, currently actively still working in games, uh, specifically uh, play PlayStation. Um, but I also dab into comics. I'm also uh, a, an artist for both Marvel and DC Comics. And we have Travis. He, he dabs in the comics. I like that. Uh, <laughs> you got I've that I've been too. drawing comics for like ever. I, 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 oh, I like I, what you, you dab in the comics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Out of here. Anyways. 26 years specifically. <laughs> 26 years. How long you been drawing comics, Ryan? For 26 years now. Yeah, so, so just so you know, uh, people, that's that's a dab. That's no, a no, dab. yeah, just keep at it. You'll get good. Okay, you'll yeah, eventually... one of these days, I think you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll make it. I'll make yeah. it one day. One day I'll make it. <laughs> when you can take the pebble from Ryan's hand, you can draw a comic book. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Ryan, your My career in comics can go out drinking. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, it's hard to get a, get yeah, it no longer has to be on your your parents' insurance. That's yep. Can't be on your yep. Oh, there you go. No more Obamacare, y'all, for your career. <laughs> yes, Ryan. You can only yes, stay on there up to twenty six. Yeah, Do you not know this, Travis? Come on, I see. I, I know you. I'm, know I'm you. trying to get through my intro. At some point, it'll happen. I, go for it, Mr. Williams. <laughs> Mr. Williams has the floor, y'all. My, my name is Travis. Um, you know, I, I, I've dabbed in the games. You know, since this is year 31 for me. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've been a game designer uh, and, and, and a game producer for, for a long time. Um, and uh, continuing sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the theme of games or systems that's, uh, that are important to me. That's why Zork has got my back this week. In four more years, Travis, your career can run for president. Oh. Just, but not yet. Oh, well, what party? You know, Travis is. I mean, that's up to you in your career. <laughs> <laughs> Are we making this a political podcast? Is that what's happening now? Because <laughs> no, because we can roll. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's in California, so it's got to be the red is too high party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been that for a minute. <laughs> Okay. Oh, we'll move on. We're going to go into gaming news real quick. And I'm going to bring up Nintendo because we didn't show Nintendo a lot of love last last podcast. Travis, don't give me that look. Don't give me that look, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Nintendo. So Nintendo's launching a lot of games. 
Uh, one of them they launched this week was Apex Legends, mm. and it got a lot of feedback because it was missing kind of <laughs> some of, some of the of features that everybody <laughs> expects to be in Apex Legends. Uh-huh. Has anybody played it yet? Has anybody played it on the Switch yet? I did not pick it up, but now I'm deeply curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't call something a champion edition and leave stuff out of it. I mean, I the know. champion edition part, that's just that's just good PR right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to put marketing. that out there. So I saw my, my son downloaded it for the Switch, and then a half hour later, he was downloading it for the Xbox. So oh, oh, that's harsh. Wow. That's all wow. I really know about it. <clears throat> Uh, by wow. the way, Charles, I like how you introduced the segment and said, hey, we didn't show them a lot of love l- last week. And I think last week you literally said Nintendo hates its fans. So. I did. I did say that. I did say that. Don't judge me. I'm not I'm judging. only human. I'm only human. They don't love their fans. Obviously, when the game releases on your console, you should tell the developer, hey, don't leave out any of the features that everybody loves. I, I just love that the theme this week is understatement, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. love. They hate their fans. You know? uh, I've dabbled in I've comics. Dabbled. I've dabbled in video game dev. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just, that's the theme this week. Just yeah. humble. And <laughs> um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Mm. My, my biggest thing is, do we need more Skywalker sagas? <laughs> that's my biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, it's Star Wars. Like, Disney's never going to stop making Star Wars movies. Star no, Wars movies. no I don't mind Star Wars. I'm just talking about the Skywalkers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, why why not? I mean, you know, they've been they've been holding it down for like four decades, right? Like they have been holding it down for like four decades. That they have yeah. done. You know? I mean, you know, the Skywalkers been whooping ass for quite some time. I mean, they might as well keep the party going. They are they are they are whipping some ass. I've sure. never played any of the Lego anything games and i hear they're rad is this would this be the one to sort of like dive into that's a that for, like both them franchises with what y'all think? i'm trying to play it now yeah. I didn't know it was that. yeah yeah and the biggest game that i'm really excited for that they're going to release famicom detective club yes that's I'm the one i want <laughs> come on the brian sisters it. tell me what tell me why and I mean sisters by blood, not sisters because they black. I mean both. 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 But both, yeah. 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 Watch yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. It can, y'all can be both. But I want people to know that y'all sisters yeah. by blood, too, even though y'all look alike <laughs> and sound alike. And our names are Shanae and Cherie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll yeah. mention, like, I, one of the last games, or one of the most recent games I played on Switch once the pandemic started up was Murder by Numbers, which is, like, it's kind of it's it's kind of in the vein of like phoenix mm-hmm. right you know you're kind of like just trying to like do like mysteries and trying to figure out puzzles or whatever and i love that game and i've been looking for another game that's sort of like it since i actually checked out you know i went on the developer's website and i'm like let me see what else these guys have made the only other thing they've made is fall guys <laughs> which is like the farthest furthest from murder by numbers but i'm super excited to get another game that's sort of in that same vein of like phoenix right like just going through mm-hmm. telling you a story you know, trying mm-hmm. to like just decipher clues. I, I love that sort of stuff. I don't know why. Same, like plus one to everything that she said. I didn't play more by numbers, but I watched her play it a whole bunch. <laughs> and like helped out like from the side of like sidelines a little bit. But, you know, I saw Famicom Detective Stories, which or Detective Club, which by the way is a terrible name, but it I really just saw it and I said, that looks like Phoenix Wright. I will buy that twice. 
also I immediately like went on the like the iPad store and I was like, I feel like playing Phoenix right now. Like you guys just got some retroactive sales here. Yeah. <laughs> because it's been a while since I played that mess. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I just that. wanna know why Phoenix Wright isn't on any other console. That's yeah, what I, I want to know. Call some folks up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's Capcom on, yeah, yeah, it's Capcom about that one. Because it is Uh-oh. a Capcom game. Like I, I picked up one the last one they released, I think it was the last one they released, I picked up on an iPad mm-hmm. and I was playing it on that. And then I ran into a bug where the audio would not come through, like it only came through headphones. It wouldn't play the audio just regular, you know, just through the speakers. Yeah. I actually contacted support and they were like, we'll get back to you like, two years later. <laughs> so the game was so bad, basically, that they just wanted to keep it private, right? Between <laughs> you and the it's game, an awesome right? Game. It's an love. I love the... I love the humor and stuff for like the Phoenix Wright game. I'm hoping there's something similar to that in like, you know, Famicom Detective. There probably isn't, but I still, you know, I'll still play it. Objection. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm well, that's what we're talking about in it. game launches right now. <laughs> right. The, that's that's the biggest thing we're looking for in game launches. Yes. Uh, also, in gaming news, Roblox went public. Did y'all get in on that? I, I did. I, I, I tried. I wish I had. No. <laughs> Who said they did? No. I did. I bought some. Okay. 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 Lunch on Leon. I don't know it. Thanks, Leon. Le- I appreciate House that. House on Leon. House on Leon. <laughs> You're yes, buying that's us what all I call, houses that's in what I Michigan call now. Lunch is just I mean, like a house in California. <laughs> the, 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 thing that, the thing that kills me about Roblox is, you know, my son's been playing it for years, and I've been watching him, and I watch all this IP in it, and I've always wondered, like, how have they not been sued? Right, like how have they not been sued into oblivion? And I guess they're just saying, "Hey, it's all user-generated content." But uh, yeah, no, they're you know that that's they're they're trying to do the metaverse, right? Like they're they're right and right at it, and kids love it. All the kids, my my son's school, all his friends, they all play Roblox. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll buy some mm. of that." Yeah, has anyone on the call really gotten it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Shanae. I was gonna say, has have any of y'all played Roblox? Yes. I have not tried Roblox yet. I've watched my nieces and nephews play. Yeah. And and it's, it's, I'm like, ugh, right? Like, (laughs) it it is. How do you really feel? Like, it it, it just sort of reminded me of like a less elegant Minecraft, right? Mm. Um, And, but I can appreciate from an engineering standpoint, like what's going on, you know, and most, most kids, that, that I see play don't even care about that, right? And and so and, and so the crazy part for me is it's like um it, it, it really is taking the place of like toys, right? Mm. Uh it, it it really has and I and, and I can I have a tremendous amount of respect for that. Um mm. especially when your your nieces and nephews you ask them what they want for their birthday and they say Roblox. Nice. And I'm like get them kids Roblox what? <laughs> yeah, so you know, I, I can't knock the hustle. And I'm pretty nice. sure it doesn't want to be knocked at all. Oh, it's uh, knocking out. Right. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I was reading up on this um, uh, just recently, like the two, because like twenty nine billion dollars, right? Is like that was initial the, the valuation was like twenty nine billion billion with a B, but by end of day Wednesday, I think it closed at forty five. Point, like just over 45 billion like 45.3 billion yeah and to put it in context because billion is like how much is a billion dollars like a million bajillion bucks right so roblox is at 45.3 ubisoft 
9.5. Take two, 19.43 billion. EA is only at 38.09 billion. They have a bigger closing than Electronic Arts. Yeah. At at one point, I don't know what the the statistics are now, but I remember at one point, I remember seeing one out of every four games that was sold in America was an Electronic Arts game. And these folks are closing bigger than Electronic Arts. They raised five hundred twenty million right before they listed the company. I saw that. Oh, man, Everyone I gotta, I gotta respect it. Five hundred twenty million just because. <laughs> I don't really understand. Like, I haven't looked at it or anything like that, so I don't really know a whole lot about the platform. But I just remember reading some articles about it in the past. I, I told like one of my coworkers. She said her son loves Roblox, and I was like, I just read an article in Roblox that was talking about how it's making all these teens into like millionaires because they're like monetizing it. And it was a story on like Business Insider. It was talking about like three teens who are now millionaires because of Roblox. And I told, so I told her, I was like, I was like, get your son in on this. (laughs) So crazy. For real. Like you got kids, get them in on this. Yeah. (laughs) Let them take care of you. Let them take care of you in your old age. Ryan, if that whole like, if that whole comic book thing doesn't work out, you know, is that, is that dabbling in the comic books doesn't work out? <laughs> that, that was, my daughter plays Roblox every day. Yeah. So. yeah. Can Roblox take down Minecraft is going to be the question. Mm-hmm. Or will they both coexist together? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, do, and, do we, do and if it does, I'm going to come out with Mind Blocks and take them both <laughs> down. Excellent, excellent. And you know, you're asking Rowcraft, Mind Blocks, and Rowcraft. Yes, Rowcraft. You were asking how they hadn't been sued yet. Maybe it's one I don't know yet, but maybe it's one of those deals where you like just wait for them to make enough money. And yeah. well, now they got money. Before there was no point in suing them. Now it's like, oh, oh. Mm. Yeah, like there's no point in enforcing your IP when you're not going to make money off of it. Right. Yep. Right. yep, yep, yep. That's the way it goes. Did we lose a Travis? Yeah, we did lose Travis. Hopefully Travis comes back in. Man, he probably ran off to go buy some Roblox stock. Dude, yeah, that's it's right too late. He did. That's probably what Travis did. Man, right there. Well, 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 he'll he'll pop back in when he needs to pop back in. We're talking about Sony now, so I can only imagine him popping in really quick. Um, so <laughs> Sony has had the partnerships with the black community. I don't know exactly what that means, but they partner with some black organizations in the black community. Number one. Black Girls Code. They partner with Black Girls Code. The Hidden Genius Project, Game Heads, and Black in Gaming. To evoke nice. long-lasting change by improving access to tech and game industry and building a better structure for black voices to be heard. What are y'all thoughts about that? What are some of y'all's thoughts? I have opinions. Do I go first? You good? <laughs> I mean, you know, no, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm always excited to start seeing uh-huh. companies start instead of just like doing their white text on black background, which, you know, was the, the last summer was all about white text on black background and people saying we stand with the black community. It's like, cool. I don't need you standing next to me. I need you standing in front of me and I need you to open that wallet. And this is what I see them open mm-hmm. the wallet. Now, we'll see what it actually materializes into, like, what, what it becomes, but yeah. I respect that they're putting money behind it. They're not just like, oh, we'll put our logo on some stuff, and we'll, we'll release a shirt, and we'll do, like, a diversity trivia once a year on February yeah. 15th because we forgot it was Black History Month, so half a month, right? Like, actually opening your wallet, like, that means, like, what's that saying? Like, uh, uh, 
you can tell me what like you can tell me what you what what matters to you but if you show me your budget i'll tell you what matters to you mm-hmm. that's what that's what matters right there that's why yeah. i'm excited about I mean, and also as a part of the black and gaming organization I'm like i'm glad that name's up there i'm looking forward to working with with uh with playstation on what what else we can do this year I per- personally, I think it's really exciting, right? So a few years ago, I left the West Coast to move to Detroit. And one of the things that I've done in my free time is spend a lot of time promoting STEM, whether that's robotics or game development and teaching that to kids in the area. Because a lot of these kids in Detroit don't know that people that make these games look like them, right? So any opportunity or mechanism that we can introduce to help get game development to kids in the area and, and you know, you're right, right? We're starting to see companies put their money where their mouth is. Apple opened up a technology center in Detroit or in the process of doing that. So to me, the, the concept of, of having more people kind of coming in and making more resources and tools available to kids like the ones that I work with several times a week is super duper compelling. So, you know, I'm just, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, as these organizations reach out, that they're hitting the Atlantas and the Chicago's and the Detroit's and they're hitting these places that are kind of outside the tech mainstream. Cause you know, a lot of this stuff, for example, I've seen, I've seen companies in Seattle saying, oh, we're gonna do a lot for, for you know, black kids and programming. It's just like, okay, the three black kids in Seattle, all their parents work for Microsoft. So they're not really, you know, like they're not really the core audience you should be looking at. But let's talk about South side of Chicago. Let's talk about Jersey. Let's talk about Atlanta. Let's talk about Detroit, right? Then, you have an opportunity to actually change the directions of generations of families by introducing them to STEM, particularly when you're in places where there's no more manufacturing, right? So if we don't get these kids in white collar jobs, they're gonna be pushing Uber for the rest of their lives and that's what we don't want. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited if, if this translates into the actual opportunities yep. for, for kids in our communities, I, I'm all for it and I hope I can work with Sony. Uh, I'm willing to do what I can to bring them to Detroit. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All that. Anybody else have anything to say about Sony partnering and saying, "Hey, we have another black say, community." Welcome back, Mr. Williams. Welcome we back, miss you. You know, yeah, you know, when when your router decides that it doesn't like you, you know, you, you have to. You have to. <laughs> There's like just too much blackness on this screen at one time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We were pushing, yeah, but you know, I, I looked at my router and I'm like, "Come on, Link says you black too." <laughs> I just figured you got eaten by the group. Where <laughs> it just wanted the black out. <laughs> I, 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 I clearly I need more light. Oh no, it's just but terrible. I'm really, terrible. I'm really. Oh lord, oh lord. Old He's, people are gonna get this. <laughs> He's so stupid. He's so stupid. <laughs> But I'm really curious about what Sony, whether they contribute to all these organizations and how they choose to support these organizations. You know, not only is it monetary support, we need more than that. We need manpower to come behind and support these organizations. Yeah, I mean, as as, as much as, as much as yeah, as, as as much as money is important. Yes, time is is yes. is, is, is there? Yeah, yeah, opportunity. Yep. Is, Speaking is of support, see, right? Humble Bundle raised thirty million in twenty twenty. To a bunch of charities, and one of those charities Humble is Bundle. Black Girls Code. They're getting that sh- money. Yeah, <laughs> Black Girls Code is getting that sh- money. They're not playing. You know, one of the things I'm really happy that that a lot of companies are starting to do and put like put their money because you know for a while as companies started to realize that 
diversity was a thing that we should care about and that inclusivity was like different from diversity. They're like, well, we're going to go out and we're going to solve it ourselves. And it's like, no, no, you guys don't have to do the work yourself, especially like places like Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. We, we used to talk about the 98052 bubble, which is the, the zip code for, for Microsoft, by the way, which is, it's real. It's just, it's a bubble. It is yeah. predominantly male, predominantly white. It doesn't have or see a lot of the, 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 the structural and institutional problems that black and brown folks deal with in society, much less in tech. Right, so I'm I'm glad I'm starting to see some some corporations start to partner with organizations that have been doing this work for a while because, you know, we know our problems. One of the things that's really critical um, when we talk about allyship and companies trying to be allies is, hey, we don't need you to solve our problems for us, but we do need you to support us in that battle because it, you you can't solve them for us because it's literally not you don't know what the problem is. You will define it completely yep. differently than we will. And we're close to it because we're living it. So I am glad they're putting money behind it. I'd love to see them put more, like like Travis saying, put more people behind it as well, but put people who know how to partner with folks who are doing the work already. Yeah. Sometimes the problem is lack of support. Oh my goodness. <laughs> most of the time, that's the problem, right? <laughs> that is usually the problem most of the time. And you know yeah. what you know what companies also need to do too because like basically like so many companies now have diversity and inclusion um organizations or or, or like like initiatives. initiatives or something yeah and they're like mm-hmm. yeah we support this do it in your free time like why is this a free time <laughs> thing yeah pay someone to do it especially if you've got you know if 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 the folks who are carrying it which often you know it's often the folks who are most marginalized who are really pushing to get those organizations set up and now you're asking them not only to deal with like their normal racism and all the other stuff they deal with in the regular lives but also to teach you about it and you're going to say it's a volunteer org you know that's always really like pay people to do it and and make sure and put money behind it mm-hmm. yeah black round folks wind up having two jobs at, yeah. like at yes. work in these tech companies black women have three that's like that's another job. job of being black and that's a full-time it, job it's a job it winds up being a tax you know mm-hmm. like yeah. It, yeah you know it's it, it can be exhausting I mean, it's, it's really important work and, and and people need to do it and it's the only way we'll reach the mountaintop but yeah. it is exhausting open, work, though. yeah i tell people about the knowledge. you know what i call the emotional currency of having to mm-hmm. kind of deal with this and like explain stuff oftentimes you know to folks it's it's exhausting it's exhausting just dealing with it but then it's mm-hmm. also exhausting trying to kind of like advocate for it sometimes we do need support and we do need like you know we, we need other folks to be able to kind of pick up that uh you know shoulder the burden i'll say sometimes yep 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 All that. uh the, the keep it talking uh keep it keep us going we're not going to talk about companies giving away money let's talk about people making money Microsoft confirms some future Bethesda games will be exclusive to Xbox and PC. Was this a surprise? Oh, yeah, yeah. Me, meanwhile, water is wet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. they went on I that buying spree a few years ago. Like, I, I mean, totally if I bought a company that. for seven point five billion, all the stuff they're making is okay. going to be exclusive. Look, this is this this actually. This this subject in particular gets into the heart of why Tech Nubians is a thing in the first place, actually. Um, and it was because I used to champion uh, Sony because you know I'm ex PlayStation, and Leon used to represent for uh, you know Microsoft because he's you know he's ex Microsoft uh, Game Studios and and 
for me, the one caveat I used to always tell Leon why Sony was better is because they have all the exclusives. Um, they do. They 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 have they have mm -hmm. teams working on exclusive things mm -hmm. that, you know, that you can't get on any other system, right? And yep. all of the other companies, uh, you know, all the third parties made their games for both, right? And yep. so, so it was like, what does Xbox have really that you that you need? And it really, it boiled down to one game, maybe two. Okay, Halo was for that was it for most people. Mine was Gears of War, right? Yeah. Like I didn't turn on my I didn't turn on my Xbox if I wasn't playing Gears of War. Now. Microsoft just busted out the checkbook and said, I want you, I want you, I want you. And they just bought everybody that was good in the West and said, now what? And when you combine that with Game Pass, look, Microsoft is clearly not playing and I am here for every single bit of it. I, I think you cannot understate Game Pass enough at this point because just with the, the announcement trailer, there were there were a whole bunch of Bethesda games that I just didn't get around to playing where I'm like, oh, I have all those for free now? Oh, great, right? I mean, it's to the point now where, you know, you know, there's some things with the PS5 that, that interest me, but for the most part, I feel no urgency to look for a PS5, to seek a PS5, because Game Pass is feeding me so much at this point. I, don't, I just don't have time for anything else. So, you know, I, I think you can't underestimate, you know, you know, and I've said this before, uh, you know, Sony's been kind of playing the old game. Microsoft's playing the new game, right? Between between subscription services and cloud computing, they're 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 not looking at Sony and Nintendo, they're looking at Google and they're looking yep. at Amazon and they're like, Yeah, we're we're trying to get tomorrow's money. And yeah. and they're really not playing and they're making some very expensive investments to get there. And, uh, you know, you, you always want to be careful when Microsoft's behind you. That is the most dangerous company on the planet <laughs> when they have something to chase. When they get ahead, they stumble a little bit. They don't know how to lead. You know, and we saw that in the last, last generation. But when they're behind, Microsoft's scary. It's, it's always that 3.0 with Microsoft, right? It's like if they make it to that 3.0, it's time to get scared. It's right. time to get scared because they're just playing with you with that 1.0. They're just kind of like, let me see whether or not I want to do this or not, right? And the 2.0 is like, I think we're learning. I think we're learning. But if they say, okay, put some stank on it, man, look here. <laughs> that 3.0 from Microsoft, you don't want any part of that. You don't, 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 don't think the, the console wars are starting back up again? I, th I think so. But, you know, it, it goes a little further than that as far as I'm concerned because it's because console as a as a term especially when you start taking cloud computing in, in into consideration is ubiquitous right i mean it, it like the cloud is everything i mean so so that so the console as as a as a traditional construct i think is going to be challenged in, in in a lot of ways and microsoft is everywhere that I, that that is i think there's another piece that's that's confounding that in that from a from a graphics perspective you know, yes, technology's gotten better, but not that much, right? It's not like we're going from the two, three, 2D to the 3D jump for the average consumer. They're like, these games look good. They can't really tell the difference. So we're at a point now where on a given release cycle, 10% of the games consume 90% of the revenue. 
So there's a lot of games that get left on the table that people don't play. And that's like adding to this library of Game Pass. So when Game Pass comes out, and you're like, hey, I didn't play that, that Wolfenstein game. I can go back and play it. So I think I think the, the economics are shifting as well. You know, you have these large libraries that you can access. And as Travis stated, you can play them in more places. You know, I think the economics of the console war have changing. It's becoming more about libraries. It's becoming more more about Netflix and you know Hulu and and, and Disney Plus and what do you have in your catalog that I can just sit down and, and play? Uh, and that's very different than playing just the newest game that's out, which is kind of how we've been going for the past couple of decades. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this push towards <laughs> towards like all digital all digital game um, libraries and stuff result. Uh, uh, impacts the whole concept of ownership and stuff as well. I know when we started moving from like, uh, you know, physical games, to like I even, like, I even, like, I was really hesitant to move from physical games and actual box in my hand to doing everything digital, whether that was for games, for movies, for whatever. And I finally got to a point in my life, I mean, you guys can't see it all, but there's, I mean, there's boxes and some in this room and in my garage, there's boxes and boxes and boxes of games. And I got to a point in my life where I'm like, I don't want to get any more boxes. <laughs> like, I think, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. space. Yes. You know? But like, so I, I buy everything digitally now. Like now when I get like a box game, like I'm like, oh, what am I gonna do with this? I hope, I hope there's a code and oh, there's a disc inside. <laughs> you know? oh. Leon, do you remember that conversation? Oh. We had that one too, right? Like, you know, because, um, because we were talking about uh, we, we were talking about consoles, and I think um, you know my my deal was is that you have a Blu-ray player in in, in the Sony console, and you've got a whatever the hell in a in, in a in a Microsoft one, right? And you were like, who cares about physical stuff? And I go, well, I do, player. And and and, and, and <laughs> but now I have not bought, and, and I buy a lot of movies, right? I have not bought like a physical movie disc in at least two and a half years maybe it, it might be even longer right but i have i i don't buy games at all through uh you know like physical games i, I don't do it period and mostly because i hate games I mean, if, you handed me, <laughs> if you handed me a disc i wouldn't know what to do with it my xbox mm -hmm. doesn't have a disc player <laughs> right. my laptop doesn't have a disc player i guess my my, my gaming pc has one, but but I don't even have any active disc players in the house. I'm still but trying to get my gaming desktop doesn't have a. I'm kind of nervous. Don't aren't you? Like I get sort of nervous, like because I don't have a disc drive. Is that rational? You know, you know, I I, I was um uh, I won't I won't go super into it or anything like that. But I was working with some folks um on the academic side just a few years back because they were doing a lot of research on game artifacts. Like how do we maintain the things that make games games, right? Like you guys can't see it all in this room, but this is this was my gaming room that became my office, and so there's like uh, there's like uh, uh, burn books over here and like guidebooks. There's consoles. There's all kinds of artifacts. There's a giant freaking um, jetpack and and a giant <laughs> jetpack. Wait a minute. Jetpack. I worked on a game with a guy with a jetpack. We have his jetpack from. E oh, I thought I thought you meant like a real jetpack. I was like, what real? you have? Have you put it on? You don't know if you can fly. I don't know either. I, I, I'll give it to you. You can strap it on, jump off the roof, man. I'm, I'm starting to doubt our friendship that I have. <laughs> it's an unfriendship, my friend. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's there's so much stuff in this room. Even there's there's artifacts from like you know, like how games are made, and there's a 
there's an entire movement of folks who are trying to like not have that stuff disappear. Like for example, when Capcom moved from Sunnyvale up to San Mateo, a bunch of stuff just went in the dumpster. When Capcom went from San Mateo to San Francisco, a bunch more stuff just went in the dumpster. Like that right behind me right here, you can see the little bit of it. That, that's a Devil May Cry replica sword that would have gone in a would have gone in the dumpster. Wow. If, if someone hadn't been like, hey, Shane, you want to save this? I'm like, yeah, I want to save that. Mm -hmm. So this is just talking the artifacts so, so. And around games that get made. But when we're talking about the actual games themselves and we start moving console generations, does does this stuff start disappearing? So this leads into the next question that we all want to discuss. Will there be a need for a console in the future if everything's going to be in the cloud? When, when, when cloud computing comes, comes alive and streaming becomes a thing with games, will you really need a PlayStation 6, an Xbox Y, whatever they're going to call it next time, the Series XS, whatever they call it? I think so. Um, I think it, but I, I think it will go from being man mandatory to, uh, you know, it, it, it is something that will further enhance your experience, right? That's what I think will happen. And it will be up to the game aficionados, for example, you know, to determine whether or not that's necessary. I think there's probably going to be a generation like that to see whether or not that still holds any sort of value. Um, but you know, you have a whole bunch of cloud computing that happens beyond, you know, behind the scenes with Siri and Alexa, and so on and so forth, right? And and so that it's helpful to have that physical manifestation next to you because I think it makes things a little bit more real, uh, and it allows you to do, uh, to to interact with your code in 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 a way that is unique and special. But uh, yeah, beyond that, I think it'll it it won't be mandatory, but I think it will enhance the experience. I, I think. I think it also might depend on like the particular like I mean we're we're talking about from from a U.S. centric kind of point of view. I'll say, you yep. know, like it's gonna take a while. I think for you know lots of there's different places in the world where like they don't have like the the kind of like reliable internet connectivity that we have here. Yep. Um, so I think for some places that you know it might still I mean it just it might be just necessity for it unless you're just gonna kill off that whole segment of the gamer base or just say hey you guys are stuck with the last console generation. You know, and plus, I think also it's going to largely depend, though, I think on like what the perspectives are of like the big three. Right. I think, you know, sometimes I look at Nintendo and Nintendo really still considers themselves a toy company. Nintendo still thinks that people just go and just always do couch multiplayer. You know, that's like their big thing. And the funny thing is, like over in Japan, that is still the bigger thing is people <laughs> mm -hmm. like, like you still will see, I mean, I remember we were walking through trying to find a shrine once and you saw yeah. kids, like all gathered playing around the Nintendo Switch, you know? Yep. Um, this is like where in like the, I don't even know where we, where we were. I don't know, we were lost. <laughs> Nintendo has fully embraced mobile. So cloud computing works in their favor. Yeah. You take yeah. our console with you. PlayStation <laughs> did have that. They forgot shoulder buttons on it and it failed. <laughs> True, but still Nintendo, like they still make consoles, right? Like they still have not relinquished. I remember I'm, every few years, five to 10 years, a rumor pops up and says, oh, somebody's going to buy Nintendo. Xbox is going to buy Nintendo. PlayStation is going to buy Nintendo. Someone's going to buy Nintendo and you're going to get Zelda on the PlayStation. And that ain't happened yet. Because one of the things that, that, that Nintendo tends to be really kind of bullish about is like they like controlling the device that you play mm -hmm. their products on. So even though this cloud computing starts to take off i'm really interested to see how nintendo 
very slowly adapts to <laughs> that new world order. Because I, I bet they're not going to try and relinquish um, control of that uh, anytime soon. You see so, that story where Microsoft went to Nintendo, uh, you know, and offered to buy them, and Nintendo <laughs> laughed in their face. Yes, <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I wish I could. You know, knowing those two companies. Like, seriously, it's like Nintendo and Microsoft walk into a bar and you, the, the whole joke just writes itself, right? It's like, oh my gosh. For, for I, I would have paid a, like a month's paycheck to be in the room for that one. I mean, I would. I, I, I do want to get one quick thought in to actually kind of rebut Sherry's point, though, which is that you look at developing countries like India and Africa, where people don't have a whole lot of money to buy a console, but lots of people have phones. Right. So I think in terms of expanding these audiences, there are literally billions of people that we could reach via a cloud computing network. Look what's going on with satellite constellation based Internet. Look what's going on with 5G. So the connectivity is actually spreading faster than the kind of economic ability to go buy a $500 console. So from that perspective, I think that could heavily kind of weigh the scales, right? Like if we yeah. get a billion new gamers who are coming in for streaming, who cares that you want your 8K in your house on your Xbox, you know, 7S or, or whatever. So that I, I have to look at it that way. And that's the yeah. other reason why I look at Microsoft playing kind of the next game. Cause man, if they could get everybody in India and Africa playing consoles, like, wow. You want to talk about EA selling copies of FIFA? Yeah, just yeah. To, just all of you, give me a nickel, like seriously. <laughs> so right? I will say it does it does depend. Like you see, if you see the types of games that Nintendo's put on mobile versus like the experiences that they put on their console, like that's the that's the other thing they have to they'd have yeah. to kind of reconcile for sure. Yeah. yeah, does every game become a mobile style game? Because the whole mobile market, you know, it dri it's driven by monetization features like KPIs and you know, re-engagement, re re retention. You don't have to like worry about most of that stuff when you're like, when you've got a $60, someone spent $60 on your game, they can play it or not play it. <laughs> you know, you've got that $60, well, right? a dollar, we can continue this podcast. Otherwise we're going to have to wait for <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, That was one of the other things. I remember reading a story before about like, what was the Mario game that Nintendo put on, on mobile? Mario Run. Mario Run, Mario Run yeah. right, yeah. Like, I remember downloading that and I was like, oh, I'm gonna download this and I'm gonna play it on the plane. And of course, I didn't because I was about to go on a trip. And of course, I couldn't because he had to have like connectivity to actually play it. Yep. But I remember reading a story that said, because I think they like let you download like the first level or play like the first couple levels. And then you had to like pay like $10 to get the rest. Mm -hmm. And like seeing the drop off for the number of people. <laughs> who like played like the first couple levels and then never play, paid for the rest of it. They really have to really consider like the mo monetary model, like you were saying, Nay, about like, there's a difference between paying 60 bucks up front and then the company's got your money and whatever you do with the game, whatever. You might not even want to play around with like any of the um, DLC or other, you know, other options afterwards. Yeah. Versus like going to that free to play model because like people don't expect to have to pay, you know, 10, 20, 30, certainly not $60 for like a game that's on their mobile device regardless of the development cost that was sunk into it or anything it's just unless it's travis and runes terra <laughs> yeah unless it's travis unless it's travis but... <laughs> no, seriously i think this is really at me <laughs> i will always at you sorry but i think it's really interesting because i think that this will um you know like besides just like how this changes the landscape from a consumer standpoint this will really really impact the way in which we design and develop games you know, like yeah, we're seeing a lot of that happen in the movie industry and in the TV industry, right? That has moved, especially over this last year, like 
previously you could you could make your tenant or whatever and you could assume that people were going to go buy the millions to view it in a large like a large theater with hundreds of other people big screen surround sound and now it's like no a lot of the like a good portion of new content is being consumed on a tiny screen on a phone at your home while you're multitasking a lot of my friends who are in the um who are, who are in the, the, the TV and movie space, they talk about how the notes they get specifically are about, hey, uh, I need you to change this because we have to make an assumption that someone's gonna be binge watching this mm-hmm. as opposed to just like watching it, you know, on a regular, on a different sort of TV cadence. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna start seeing that kind of stuff. I think pop, pop, pop up in games as well. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I like it, but we better start planning for it. <laughs> I think, I think uh, having people consume media how they want to, uh, as long as there's value added to it uh, is, is great. And, you know, how the market sorts itself out is, is largely gonna be dependent on, you know, what, what kind of content, uh, you know, the end users at the end of the day feel like is worthy, right? I mean, because I have paid $60 for Destiny, for example, and have paid additional monies for a better looking ship or you know some items that I I think are are, are awesome, and uh, how you present yourself digitally is really coming to a head lately. It it really has, in 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 a way that I didn't think was uh, possible. But I got my first dose of it when I was on the Xbox uh, ecosystem, mm-hmm. and uh, your your avatars. Uh, that that you had uh, represented. Leon's laughing because he remembers this. But uh, this was this was when you didn't buy things straight up on the uh, on the Xbox. You bought them with points, right? Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm not buying any items, you know, for my avatar. That's stupid. Until they made lightsabers. <laughs> to this day. I don't know how much that lightsaber cost me. Neither, neither do I care. I just wanted a lightsaber, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and I think who, that's that's who, the quest. Who, who, I'm sorry? Who was responsible for that lightsaber? <laughs> George Lucas? I, no. 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 It was, no, it was Liam. Quick side story. Whatever. At, at the Liam time, took my, your money. I, Microsoft did not want to allow weaponry on any of the avatars in the game. So you couldn't have the sword from Halo. You couldn't have the chain gun from Gears of War. The Xbox group said, nope, we absolutely cannot have weapons. And at the time, I was the account manager for LucasArts, who was like, come on, man, let us sell the lightsaber. So I found a Disney advertisement of basically a bunch of kids like lined up to see uh, Luke Skywalker. And in the back of the line was Darth Vader and he had a lightsaber behind his back ignited. So I sent an email saying, how are you gonna tell me that your brand is more sacrosanct than Walt Disney? <laughs> Within a week, we had the lightsaber on the store and it <laughs> the best selling item in the store. <laughs> and you had Travis's and money. Weapons came on Xbox oh. avatars after that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know and, and so that's that's the thing right you just have to find what everyone's thing is right and and that's that's the beauty i think of now so many different people making games and playing games is those things will vary and this is now your market right this is this is this is the open market see what that see what 
see what happens. Um, I, I, I completely I think, agree with you, Travis. I, I just I just want to be a little curmudgeonly and say I don't <laughs> like it. You remember when we had the so okay, you remember when we did the switch from like uh, you know when games like finally became online, right? I know since Travis start, since Travis made the first video game ever, I know you whatever in that time. <laughs> but you know, like games used to all be offline. Like you develop your game, you yeah. test it as hard as you could, you toss it over the fence, be like, hope it's good, hope you like it. There's no such thing as a patch. There was certainly not a rapid patch system that you had to worry about. There was no such thing as like there were no there was no DLC. There was no yeah. like ongoing. There was no Microsoft, nothing. It was kind remember, of remember how popular multiplayer was for the first Halo. <laughs> never patched. Yes. Never and, patched. And my thing is like uh, it was kind of great as a developer to not have to, to be like we're done with that one. Let's move on to the next one. And I'm not saying that the the current landscape of games that we exist in now is bad or anything. It's just different. And I remember I remember distinctly when I was like just uh uh when i was when i've had to finally like accept that like no everything's gonna have an online component somehow not necessarily a synchronous online component but you're gonna have dlc you're gonna have microtransactions Mm -hmm. you're gonna have patches you're gonna have like just ongoing support so games basically game development for basically for most of your games most of your big console games just never ends right and that's a different space that we're in and i just don't think we've really as a as a um as a professional uh, industry really grokked like what cloud computing, uh, how it's gonna it's gonna be another sort of leap forward in ways that we haven't even really considered, and that yeah. I don't. Have, I could be curmudgeonly, darn it. Like all I all I a year of curmudgeoniness. It, 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 I think this all came to a head for me like six months ago when I when I turned on my SUV and it said, "Hang okay. on, yes." We're patching. <laughs> what? What happens if you tell it no? Does your I, car? Just... I don't know. I was scared to. I was scared to. Like, who's gonna drive away when your car says it's patching? You tell it no. Go ahead. And you do you control. right now. I'm not trying to crash. I don't know what you're controlling. Okay, <laughs> but I can assure you, whatever I had going on can wait. That's kind of great and terrible, but great. Hey, hey. Uh, Here's proof of that. Grand Theft Auto lasted across three consoles, and they're still updating the game. Yep. Wow. Game is still Grand Theft Auto Six. What's that? <laughs> who needs Who needs a six? It's the first cloud computing game that didn't use cloud computing. <laughs> it's just there, and it just lives. They're like, oh, we're not going to think about Bully or Manhunt or Warriors, <laughs> any of these other games we have license for. We're just going to bring Grand Theft Auto and this other game called Red Dead Redemption that does okay. <laughs> it only makes a billion dollars. It does okay. It, it, does, it, it, it does all right. You know, it, it pays it pays the bills every once in a while. But um, to keep us moving, did y'all hear Beeple, the artist, the NFT artist? Made sixty nine million dollars on a sale yesterday. Okay, I got questions okay. about this. I got questions. Number one, I have so many questions. Yeah, he made sixty nine million. Was it dollars or was it sixty like nine million dollars per art? Like well, his art was purchased for sixty nine million dollars. He didn't make that, but it was purchased for sixty nine million dollars. The work was called Every Days. Like, the first five thousand days. <laughs> Yeah, like he did he like do like a drawing like every day for thirteen years or something like that, and like I think it's something like he never like five thousand drawings. Well, I think I need to get started. 
Yeah, we all need to get started. Oh, hey, um, Ryan, Ryan, favorite person here. Um, <laughs> can uh, can I uh, make a deal with you? I'll give you a hundred dollars. Okay. I'm, I'm back here making some art so I can put it right now. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Ryan, you are an artist for DC Comics, so be yeah. mindful. Because what did DC say? They were like, mm, "This guy made sixty nine million, but our artists, y'all better not do it with our artwork." <laughs> Yeah, so recently uh, DC sent out uh, a, a message to, to all their artists um, that do not use any DC characters um, if you're pl planning to do anything in this venue. Um, so they, they put a little a little warning out there for, for everyone. So, I, well, I, I wasn't planning to use any, any DC characters anyway because I have my own personal stuff that I'm, that I'm, that I'm working on. So... Um, is it yeah. hey hey Ryan? I got so, something for you. You should say. call it Twenty Six Years of Ryan to these <laughs> sketches that I've done every day, and you just do one part of the sketch on every sketch and post it up into a big tile picture. I mean, Batman. is it is it is it safe to say, like seriously, like after that transaction, digital shit really just got real? I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I remember like it really, I, you know, and I can't understand it. I'm like, wait a minute. Hang on, player. A JPEG? <laughs> That's the thing. Went for $70 million? 70 million, baby. Like, I'm trying to right click on the whole <laughs> universe at this point. <laughs> I am not playing. You don't know. I'm like, yeah. Like, because look, can I just. Can I just give you a copy for like a hundred dollars or something like that? Come on, help a brother out. I mean, for real. Like, explain this to me. Somebody, somebody explain this to me. Well, it's not on a canvas for sure. Christie's listed it in the 250 plus years they have sold art. They've never sold a purely digital piece of art. And this oh. one did sell. It is mind boggling. Didn't this one start at like a hundred dollars also? I think they listed it for like a hundred or something, and it started super low. Yeah, they, they thought they hit it hit highs of fourteen million. Then all of a sudden, bids just start pouring in. They're like, okay, we'll sell it for fourteen million. That's I mean, not bad. We'll get our fourteen million off of, uh, of a JPEG, and then all of a sudden, it just poured in to sixty nine million. Wait, wait, but this, but this really isn't actually new, right? Because when you when you pay for art, ultimately you're paying for effort. Right, you're paying for for the time and the creativity that the artist put into a work. There was a time when no one had paid for a photograph, right? Like I'm not gonna pay for a photograph. That's not fine art. It's got to be on canvas or oils. And if somebody sold a photograph, right? And and now you can do that. So I think it's just it's just another transition that we've seen from media where people are now seeing the value of the work that that artist put into that digital work and, and now it's got a dollar tag. It's just mind-boggling because digital work is so easily duplicated, right? Control C, control V, right? You, your uniqueness is now zero. So I think that's kind of hard for us to accept. But at the end of the day, you're, you're paying for an artist's time. I, I feel I, I feel I, like... Sorry, I, I, if I just mentioned, I was going to say, I, I, I could see like that you know, I, I totally, I totally agree with you in terms of like, we should be paying artists for like their effort and their work and the, their expertise and stuff like that for it. I mean, I, I think anyone who's done commissions before has probably mm. had somebody ask, Hey, can you just draw this thing for me for free? It's so easy for you. Why can't you just do it real quick? You know? 
Uh, so I think everyone, like, I'll pay you an exposure or whatever. On my tattoo. The thing, that, yeah, the thing for this that, that, that blows my mind is like, I don't know how you measure like, this was $69 million worth of effort. You know what I mean? For one thing, you know? And, and the other thing is I have a feeling that there's a little like shenaniganry going on there. Kind of like the, like the whole, like, let's send GameStop's <laughs> stock to the moon. You know, I feel like there is a little bit of that in here. Like, I would like to see this repeated. Is this repeatable? Sheree, you need to make it repeat. Sh- I black mean, I woman love. magic, and that should be the name of your art piece. And you just throw up all your blackest woman pieces ever <laughs> and put them into one collage. I'm not even having that sort of issue as much as I'm having an issue with the fact that I can copy this. Mm-hmm. It's it's you artificial. You can do that scarcity. for every every painting it, of the Christie. It's list. artificial. Well, scarcity. I know, but 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 what is it? Marketplace. So so like I said, like I, you know, I intentionally went into this discussion without doing a whole bunch of research on this uh, on this topic, right? It's like every discussion, practically. <laughs> but this one, I really meant it. So, <laughs> like honestly, like if, if, if this reminds me, and and I'll try to make this quick, like. When I first met Bill Shatner in person, I'm at I'm at Acclaim Entertainment and I'm working on uh, Alien trilogy, and I, I and I hear in the back of my you know like hi I'm Bill Shatner and I is that what I okay I keep hearing it hi I'm Bill Shatner hi I'm Bill Shatner and I'm like I'm but it sounded like him but I was like. I'm tripping. So I keep typing and then all of a sudden I hear, hi, I'm Bill Shatner. It's right next to me. I turn, it's it's Bill Shatner, right? And he is real sunburned and wearing this really crazy Hawaiian shirt. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And and then he says, what are you doing? And I'm thinking to myself, why is Captain Kirk asking me what I'm doing at work? Like, I don't even <laughs> Okay. So I explained to him that we got a new build of the game and I'm downloading it. Right. And and uh, he says, what is downloading? Now, granted, this is 1994. It's the opposite of uploading. Right. And so I explained to him the concept. Right. And he says, so you made an exact copy. And I said, yes, an exact copy. Right. And and then I said, didn't you write Tech War? And he was like, of course. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, whatever. So. I got to get back to work, right? So the point I'm trying to make here is that... <laughs> William Shatner, I got to get back to work, thanks. Yeah, yeah. like seriously, <laughs> dude, I got to get back to work. I can't I can't explain it like anymore, but I had an exact copy. So now that I've got an exact copy of this $69 million JPEG, why can't I sell it for a tenth of that and then stop working, period? I mean, help me out. No. That, that is also the baffling piece of it. I mean, the the whole I was say the whole benefit, but one of the benefits of digital art is yeah, you can have exact copy, like that Lost has the same copy that you Yeah, copy. yeah, no no loss of what, like that's one of the you know key features of digital. <laughs> so but, it's interesting to look, take Travis. That. Travis, if you can get a copy of that Wu Tang album, you can sell that too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I haven't I mean, been looking. Grimes <laughs> sold a music video vids for six million six million. 
no one is no one is answering my question. So 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 the the original like you're not getting an exact copy because the whole process of minting like adds additional data to it, and there's only one of that minted origin original version. That's what you're buying. You're buying the quote unquote original that has that single minted stuff with it. Yep. Um, can someone copy the actual visual thing? Yes, they can't get the little minted doohickey thing along with it. Now, for all of our intents and purposes, like if you got the JPEG, you got what you wanted. You didn't necessarily want the minted whatever. Like you can, you can get, you got the JPEG, you can put it up on Redbubble and make a shirt or whatever with it, right? Yeah, what do you um, do with the image once you get it? That's, it? that's the thing. What do you do with it? Do you buy the rights? You know, are you just going to turn around and you know capitalize on it or something that that's what that's what i think this whole thing is 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 really curious and that um that in some some people described as a bubble some people described as just a scam like because it's like okay 69 million dollars spent on it um this puts uh the 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 one gentleman sorry what's his name people um like he's now has he's now like one of the top three artists like value wise in the world like based (sighs) off of the sale of this piece of art so it's like, what does this really tell us in terms of art value or not? Is it just telling us that rich people have money and sometimes they can't figure, they got so much and they can't figure out how to spend it. So they spent $69 million because they can, yeah. right? I'm not really sure this tells us how much art is worth. It just tells us how much rich people like spending money. Well, I'll tell you what, anybody <laughs> out there who understands this, you call me, I'll do the art, we split the profits. Read it. <laughs> I'll do all the art. You don't do anything. Wants to give me sixty-nine million dollars. Also, I'm more yeah, than happy. To, I'll, take, to, to I'll, bring I'll this, even take sixty-eight. To bring this back into video games, some game artists are not happy with the developers selling their artwork. Like Roar, he was a creator of the indie standout games like Passage, The Castle Doctrine, and One Hour, One Life. And then the artwork debuted on an NFT auction called The Crypto Doctrine. And it's a Dutch auction, meaning the prices start high and fall over time. It launched with 155 paintings that Royal originally commissioned in 2012 for the use in the Castle Doctrine, a controversial game about home defense. And he's not happy that this developer decided to sell his artwork, and he doesn't get any of that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be happy either. I mean, because uh, if you think about it, your, your art, is uh that that's who you are it's an expression of who you are and for it, it, even if you're you you're a con- contractor to work for a company it's still your art um you know unless there's like some specific clause or or license that's that that was created or or, or you know uh roll, roll out in the in the beginning of in the, the beginning stages of this then i then i can understand okay yeah this company has like all the rights and artists, you know, they've turned over all the rights, but it's your art. Once you've done your art, man, it's yours. Um, you know, um, is it? So That's it is. Is. Well, I mean, it, well, the reason why I asked this question is, is because then you say it, it, it starts actually going to the heart of who owns creativity, period, right? Because, for example, I'm a, you know, I'm a writer and I'm a designer and a producer, right? But, the, you know, what parts of those things can I own, right? Like I, you know, I made this decision or I created this character, I did this or I did that within the confines of, you know, you working on someone else's intellectual property as a work for hire person, right? And I I now own all Gantt charts, by the way. I don't know if you were trying, but those are mine. I just minted them. 
Damn. Um, so just just pass it along to your friends. I got to pay. Okay. Me. All right. I, I'll do that. I, I, I'll send you a check. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's what we're dealing with. Right. And I think that we're used to artists, uh, you know, feeling that way and, and, and getting that carve out. But really, you need to start asking yourself. I mean, for example, there's Batman. Right. But then there's Frank Miller's Batman. Right. Is there is there a difference there? Where do you draw the line? And I'm not I'm not sure we're ready to have that discussion yet, but I think it is something that uh, should be uh, you know discussed as people start thinking about who starts to own intellectual property and all the different variants or you well, know that 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 combine to make. And 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 as, as kind of the one of the engineers here, I mean the, the same thing goes for code, right? At the end of the day, writing code is a creative endeavor. Sure. And if you've really written something big, you recognize that that's the case. But there's no question that if I write code for a company, that's their code, right? I got, I've got zero rights to Microsoft Windows. And, you know, now the knowledge and the skills that I use and the approaches I use, yeah, sure, those are in my head and I can apply those to other things. But, but no one questions that that's, that that's Microsoft's or Amazon's or whomever. Yeah, that's that's a challenging thing. I mean, I, I agree with Ryan. Where I, like, if somebody sold my, sold my art, I wouldn't be happy about it. But at the same time, it's like I want to see what the contract agree what the agreement said. Yeah. Why artists? We have to make sure, like, if we are selling commissions and stuff like that, we have to make sure that we make it clear that we still I, I still own the copyright for this art. You know, I still own this, even though you wow. are like you own this print or you own this piece or whatever, right? But if I want to reproduce it, I own the right to be able to do it. Um, you know, I think like, that was like a little just to bring it back a little bit to games. That was one of the things that was like a conversation for quite a while with with regards to GameStop, because uh, you know when GameStop was like reselling games, there were a lot of people, particularly in the industry, who were very upset because they were like, "Well, GameStop is taking this game that came out a week ago." And they're selling it for $5 under the new list price and they get the full amount mm -hmm. and we get nothing. And was so GameStop the original NFT? <laughs> yeah, GameStop was the original <laughs> NFT. <laughs> That's the question. You your stuff a week after yes. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, GameStop. <laughs> ah, like but how's that model working out? I, 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 actually, I actually remember having a, like some debates with like folks at work before about it because they you know we're you know i'm the developer side there were a lot of folks though who really felt like gamestop should give a percentage of the cost of or excuse me of the um of their uh of the purchase price to developers and i was actually a little bit on the other side of it because i was just like well why would they do that like i mean first of all they're a business so there's not going to offer it <laughs> you know yeah i was like but why would they do that i mean i get like you know it's a little bit it, it sucks for us as developers because they're just selling the game for like a couple dollars less and people will buy the one that costs a couple dollars less games is a good good model for gamestop but i was like but it also kind of maybe forces us to kind of like innovate and think about what other things can we, things we can do and i remember ea at that time came, then they came up with their like their ea game pass which prevented people from using the online features unless you paid ea and i was like that was brilliant yeah so, real mad about that but it's yeah, like you know, i loved it I, I loved it. I was like, I well, was played, well played, electronic well arts. Played. Well played. And so, I think that's what other folks need to do. Go ahead, Nick. I, was no, no, say I think, I think to, to, to bring this back around to what Travis was saying, too, like you said, this is a conversation we don't want to have. This conversation needs to happen right now, right now, right? Because yep. this is a completely unregulated market. I've seen so many of my- um, I'm wrong again, by the way. 
<laughs> but I'm seeing so many of my my artist friends this conversation about NFTs is really really heated up even in the last week and they're they're going on and they're posting and saying hey I just found somebody somewhere in the world minted my art and now they're selling it like on the blockchain and it's like that sucks simply put there's like there's no regulation of actual ownership whoever spent that 69 million dollars on the, on that piece of art that's cool but there's no actual way to besides him saying this is mine there's no way for him to enforce that because there's no actual legal teeth behind any of this and i think this is going to come back and bite us all in the butt really like really soon and I, we would be completely remiss by the way in talking about not talking about the environmental impact of this because it's really 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 costly to actually mint um, a single bitcoin fun buck whatever you want to call it and stuff as well i think they said that like one ethereum is the equivalent of four days of electricity <laughs> in order to get one ethereum and so uh once again we said earlier about how this might just be a new way for rich people to, <laughs> to spend their their money well, the environmental impacts tend to hit a lot of poor folks and a lot of folks who are already marginalized. Like, I mean, uh, we just saw like freaking blizzards in Texas <laughs> like two weeks ago. Uh, folks with the uh, with um with resources were hit hard, but weren't hit nearly as hard as the folks who don't or were already on the margins. That's so true. it's pretty cool that folks are like having fun with like the, you know, digital ownership and having ethereal conversations and aspirational conversations about what this can mean. We, we're kind of seeing some of the environmental stuff around it too. First world problems. So, so as far as art is concerned, what is you know what are y'all drawing for real? Oh, yeah. What are you guys drawing? You guys have been drawing for the last yeah. hour. It's gotta be good. What are y'all drawing? Who gonna see first? Who gonna see first? Let's see. Learn. Let's see. Let's see Sheree first. Sheree. Yeah. Like so Sheree, what you got up there? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Let's see it. Let's see what. What are you drawing? What are you That's, drawing, Wonder Woman? I was. I was. So I was just doing some little scribbles about, um, you know, uh, of, of us, actually. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, that's what I was working on. I was working on some little drawings. So I got, I'll show you a couple of them here. You know, let's see if it actually shows up. I don't know if it'll actually show on the iPad. Let's see if it... I can lower the brightness on your iPad. Yeah, I'm lowering it. Because it's like glowing. Oh, oh it's just, close. oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, oh. see these? And I did one of you also, Nay. I'll show the. Oh, I, this is the debut. I'm I'm her twin sister, but I have not seen. Nice. This yeah. I really that's like because that. you probably nice. ruin it. If you did, uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. There you go. These look good. Look at that crown. Look at that crown. Oh. Yeah, your crown is giving me some, you know, some challenges here. So. <laughs> As it should, it gives me challenges, but it looks so good. Yeah. I have to figure out a good way of like, I got to angle it to try like, what? <laughs> Let's see what Ryan is drawing though. Yeah. By the way, you should, you should post all here. these, everyone, like whoever can, can post their stuff up on, on the Twitters and that kind of stuff so that we can be like, yeah, yeah we'll go to Twitters and see yeah, what, like, what, it, what, what was it this week? Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right, Ryan. Well, I can show, um, some some uh man if you don't do it i got um <laughs> all right all right all right i'll so i'll shoot i'll do a screen share i'll just do, i'll just do some cleanup work on this um this will, this will be a screen share because it's all digital i think we're getting uh -oh. a tiny, tiny bit of feedback by the way from somebody's side <laughs> okay uh all right here you go i'll just share my screen on this one it's be like 69 million dollars right here <laughs> no, 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 no. 
I'm going to screen cap it and then I'm going to mint it. Oh, that's looking nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is a uh, Wolverine. Uh, yeah. Logan is a, is a samurai and he's uh, I'm just doing the cleanup on it because I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to prep it. To, to Why did he cut his hair, though? Um, it's not a good samurai. He just uh -oh. like he swung past his hair and gave himself a hair. Probably. It was probably. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that looks amazing. Wow. He's got so many blades. He's got so many blades that how can wow. he not cut his hair? <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. It's my man Logan. Yeah, that shuriken kind of went by and was just like zzz, zzz. nice. <laughs> not you. Sometimes I hate you both so much. Oh man. Well I could I could draw that, but that's easy. <laughs> Somebody who, who knows uh NFTs, call me. <laughs> just now? No, no. If you want to go with the true NFT spirit, they won't call you. They'll just I, 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 yeah. They'll just screenshot this yeah. and then sell it to like. I'll even go eight, 80 20. <laughs> Did y'all see? Actually, On some 69 folks million. Minting, you yeah, folks were minting tweets and they were minting not their own tweets. They were minting yeah. other people's tweets. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, this, this market. Need, like whatever you guys it's say, the wild west. it is it definitely is. the wild west. Mm -hmm. So you know everybody should get their money now. I'm, <laughs> I'm about to go get Bernie Mac's old tweets and mint the mm -hmm. hell out of them and sell them. Just yep. mint all and, that stuff and, and, and Robin then Williams. Fire. Um, <laughs> keep yourself warm with. I don't know. Put the like money around you. The, that's the <laughs> you get the last tweet of everybody that died and call it minted mortuary. I like that name. No, yeah, oh, that's so dark. That's so dark. Uh, uh, with on that, that note, with that said, because we had a lively discussion today, we didn't get into some other topics and other questions I wanted to ask, but I couldn't stop the discussion. I just wanted to listen to you all talk because it was so informative. Does anybody, what is everybody playing right now? I'm playing Hades. I don't know about y'all, but I'm playing Hades. Great Excellent. game. Excellent game. <laughs> Uh, I just started The Pathless last night, um, which is a game I've been really interested in playing for a while. I play mostly indie games just like you, so I did Hades and The Pathless. And yeah, not too far into it. We'll see. I'm playing the uh, the drone simulator Liftoff because I've got a new FPV drone, Ooh. and I really would like to not crash it at 100 miles an hour. So <laughs> we're going to put in some stick time on the sim before we take that thing up to full manual mode. Smart man, smart man. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm playing the the, the new uh, what people can't fly game um, that Outriders. Outriders, and it 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 seems like uh you know if if you did like Gears of War, try this, right? <laughs> so yeah, so so we'll see. I mean, so far it's been decent. It's been highly decent. Um, you know, it's it's uh. It's kind of it's kind of funny to see Gears of War gameplay that heavily influenced a uh, PlayStation title. Mm. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Is that out yet, or is that just on? No, it, it, apparently it's just the demo. But mm. uh, the the demo is such where if you like the whole game, you don't have to go back and replay that. That it, it's 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 part of actually the main game, which I really appreciate. Nice. Uh, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima and dying repeatedly. Yes. In the Legends mode, right? Le <laughs> yeah. Legends mode in the single player. 
<laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. Beautiful. You're asking for it. Beautiful game. I love it. I'm. I'm just. Hopefully, I can find a little bit of time on Sunday to get you know to 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 play a little more. Are you playing on a PS5? Um, oh. PS5s are well, a myth. PS5 oh. exists. I mean. Oh. I oh. You, oh. You're not, huh? I mm. would be if PS5. Mm. I, I haven't seen one. Do you? Do you have one back behind? I, I do. He has one, and Leon said he didn't want one. Leon, if you come across PS5, since you say you don't want one, just pass it over here. <laughs> like you know, I'll take one. After the Brian household needs a PS5. Hey, Ryan. Come tell you. Definitely need one. I have four PS4s and no, P- no PS5s. You, you combine can't, those? If, 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 if you combine them and form one make PS5, it's like Voltron. Yeah, you can't make a PS16. It'll be, I know, I know. It'll be with PS16. It's got a daisy chain to match. That's one that arm and leg for weight training. So I'm, I'm playing uh, Tashima, a little bit of... Um, uh, um, Lego uh, Avengers and uh, and also um, I've, I've been watching my, my, my daughter play Ro- Roblox a lot so I'm, I'm just having that fun stock. get that stock you already yeah, invested in it get the stock <laughs> your daughter's investing her time yeah I know I know I already did trust me while, while, while we were uh, on this call I was buying <laughs> Smart man. Like, okay, Smart I'm just getting man. in there. So apparently he wasn't drawing Wolverine full time. <laughs> it takes He's like two minutes to buy, buy that stuff. Mm. Nice. Anyway. Uh, with that said, uh, I'm going to close out the show. Thank you guys, as always, every week. This is one of the best shows I like being on. It's such a pleasure. We we are very family oriented in this show. <laughs> Next time we got to bring drinks. Wow, all right. Oh, oh, dude. Right here. Look, look, look why do y'all have matching cups? Why do y'all just do the same move again? Because, because my mom bought these for us. Okay, okay. But y'all did the same hand movement too. I'm, 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 I'm all triggered right now. I'm looking at the same person, but different. Pedal harder. Uh, I'd like to thank Leon, Cherie, uh, Shanae, Travis, and Ryan for showing up to Tech Nubians. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you want to know more about Tech Nubians, go to www.techn00bians.com. Please follow us here on Twitch. If you like our vibe, you want to learn more about game development and everything geek, please consider subscribing to the Geekish Network. If you have Amazon Prime, it'll cost you nothing just to subscribe to us if you haven't subscribed to anybody else. Also, please follow us on all our socials, of the Geekish Network, on all our major platforms. And when you see the Tech Nubians, if you see the flyers, you can actually reach out to them on their socials. And we will be hosting clubhouses. And we will be hosting clubhouses in the Geekish Network. But also, you can catch most of us in the Black and Gaming Room on Clubhouse. Sure can. Make sure to enter our PC giveaway contest. Details.